0: Right. hi guys! Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you for... hold on one second, let me change my... there we go. Hi guys! Welcome back to another episode of I've Been Meaning to Watch That. I am one of your co-hosts, Monica. Thank you for joining again. And I have an awesome guest co-host today. They are a writer, they are freelance writer, they have phenomenal takes on, um you know, movies and TV shows, and you can follow them on Twitter if you like. Uh, I'm going to definitely put their, um, are going to put their at and the Twitter link in the bio. They come from the kingdom of Petty, they are a poet, <laughs> they are a Uh so, you know, everyone say hi to our friend Jay. Everyone say hi to Hello. Jay.
1: Hello. How's everyone doing today? Jay, it's
0: cool if I call you Jay, right?
1: Oh yeah, no, I per- I prefer it. Okay. Awesome.
0: Jay, thank you so much for being here on the pod. I really appreciate it. Uh, How have you been lately?
1: I've been good. I mean, I'm just trying to keep my head down, work, and manage, you know, everything going on in the world between the Supreme Court and life.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been... It's been a crazy couple days, but you know what guys, today uh, we're going to be talking about Adam Sandler movies, because recently Adam Sandler came out with a new film, and you know, um, I like it, I think a lot of you will like it if you check it out. Uh, But we're going to start off, before we get into the topic of, you know, talk about Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler movies, we are going to start with Can't Wait to Watch, which is is a segment on the podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows that we can't wait to see that are coming out soon. And I want to say that one thing I can't wait to watch is Doctor Who... Because Mm -hmm. as we all know, our friend Nichiti Gatwa, he's going to be the doctor, and I'm very excited for him. Also, I love that Ryan Gosling. There's a picture of him wearing a T-shirt with his face on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was very cute. Um, Yes, I'm excited for the doctor and the new season. I'm sad that Jodie Whittaker is leaving, but you know what? Um, She's great. She was an amazing doctor, a great actress, and, you know, she deserves so much love for the way that she portrayed the doctor and carried the role. And also, I heard that Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in the newest season.
1: Oh, that's good. I have not seen him in anything since, I don't think, Gone Girl, which was a while ago. Oh my gosh,
0: he was in Gone Girl, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, but he played like a not-Neil Patrick Harris role. Uh Uh-huh. and it was, and it was like, like, he did a great job. I think it was just weird to watch for the same reason that, like, when I when I watch gems what we'll, and we'll get into that, yes. it was weird to see, like, Adam Sandler in that role.
0: Yes. I love it when actors, you know, take on certain movie roles that are very different from what you're used to seeing them in. And I think it's good for actors to switch it up and try something else, try something different, try something new. Like, you know, like, shed some skin. Give us, like give the girl something else you know what I mean
1: I I know and I and I think and I think that's why like whenever like actors venture out and it's like not the greatest I'm a little bit disappointed Mm. not because like not because like they're not good but just because like I think like what really makes an actor great is versatility
2: Mm
1: -hmm. like um I'm trying to think one role that I can think of is actually it was a it was a movie I watched the other day with Oscar Isaac's and Tiffany, and Tiffany Haddish, um, and Oscar Isaac was playing a pro a professional gambler. I forget exactly what the movie was called cause the card counter. Of, yeah. I think it. I think it was actually. Yeah. Yeah, he was counting cards. Yes, I remember uh, that. Yeah, and and I think that, like that's a great example because like Tiffany Haddish is a good actor, but in that like more like serious role, I just mm-hmm. could not like I could not see it.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of times i really do love it when actors go out on a ledge and try something else and they spice it up and they want to give something new but sometimes it doesn't work out and that's okay you know what i mean like you gave it your best shot and you know if it doesn't work out that's fine but sometimes it does and you know i just like i appreciate it so much it's like
1: yeah same yay Um, for
2: trying
1: i know and the and and there are times that it works really well, like, um, there are so many examples that I can think of, but, um, but actually one, I like, come to mind off the top of my head is Vince Vaughn in True Detective Season 2, with another, like, Adam Sandler, um, mm-hmm. compatriot.
0: Yes, Vince Vaughn like, was, like, that, um, guy who did a lot of comedy movies with, like, yeah. uh, Owen Wilson? Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I think, oh, yeah. And I think you see that, like, too, with, like, a lot of, like, Tyler Perry actors. Because, mm-hmm. so, like, just, like, a lot of them, like, outside of Tyler Perry movies do so much, like, different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, Michael J. White, who I think played, he played someone in, um, a Tyler Perry movie. I forget, I forget which one. Obviously, they, they all have the same pl- plot lines, so they kind of, like, blurred it together.
0: Wait, wasn't he For, Marcus?
1: Like, and Marcus. Yes,
0: he,
1: he, he did of a of like,
0: he did a bunch of um uh fight movies.
1: Oh yeah, no, he's a he's a full on martial artist. The man has seven black belts.
0: Yeah, he,
1: he
0: someone needs to put him in like um like someone needs to put him in a big budget movie like you know, know Warner Brothers or Sony. They need to be knocking on their his door. They need to put this to I one mean, of them the big white boys, you know, so he can like really get out there. You know what I mean.
1: Surely, I mean, I think like the closest he got to that was when he was Bronze Tiger and and era, which he played that role like phenomenally.
2: Mhm.
0: Oh yeah, that is good. Oh, gosh. Um, is there any uh anything that's coming out right now that you're excited to see? Any shows or any oh. movies you're anticipating?
1: Um, it's not really like I just have like so there's just so much stuff now that I need to catch catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think that the one thing that I am very excited, and I, and and I'm like and I'm like very interested for like whenever that comes out. But like I I just I just hope that they one like give a proper tribute to Chat with the legacy while also just um just like the movie itself being good.
0: Oh yeah, Black Panther two. I'm excited for that as well. Isn't that coming out in the yeah. end of the year?
1: I think it was supposed to, but I heard, it, I heard it got delayed, but I haven't been able to verify that but, that yet.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I am excited for Black Panther 2. I honestly have stopped, like, i <laughs> will stopped checking in on when these Marvel movies are coming out, because I'm just like, yeah. they come out when they come out. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. when they come I out, Twitter
1: will let me know, you know? Same. i mean there isn't really like a marvel franchise i'm excited about besides black panther and that's for like very obvious reasons yeah um but no, i think like a lot of marvel movies and even though like marvel's trying to like get away from their like formula now which i appreciate but like they still kind of feel the same like there's still that like signature marvel like quiffiness or even like even like a lot of them are shot the same honestly
0: yeah um like with uh oh my gosh I was really about to say WandaVision. But, like, with Doctor Strange, that Mm -hmm. movie, I really, like, I liked it. Because I'm the kind of person where, like, if I watch a movie and I'm entertained and I'm paying attention to it, then I like it, you know? Mm -hmm. There are movies I watch where, like, this is bad, and I know it's bad. But there are movies where I'm like, I get that it might not not be the best, but I'm here to have fun. So let me have this. And that's how I felt with Doctor Strange, too. And, like... A lot of people said it felt like a one movie, and to be honest, it kind of did. And I see why, like, the first directors and writers left. And, you know, they had to, like, try Mm. and, like, (laughs) rearrange the whole plot. Because it was so different from the trailer that I first saw. But, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like Marvel, it's good that Marvel wants to try something different and something new. But you are right. Because, like, Doctor Strange 2 did feel different. Like, it had the horror feeling vibe and that horror aspect and it took a lot of leaps but there was still like that kind of like what are we doing with Wanda's character and why does this feel like kind of feminist but also kind of misogynistic you know what I mean?
1: Yeah like um, I think the best description I've, I've ever heard from this is that is that a lot of people have been saying that like one because one has like a very similar story in the comics except it's like men kind of like g- having more sort of agency over her. Mm-hmm. So the way that I've heard a lot of people describe it is that it's a it's a misogynistic story that people have since like updated it, updated it to try to seem like less misogynistic, like so rooted in misogyny. So this so good it's to so good, misogynistic.
0: Yeah, it's honestly it's like. Some movies are just for fun, you know. And yeah. um, one thing I am excited for also is Intergalactic, which is a new TV show coming out. Uh, It's produced by Kid Cudi. It's also starring Kid Cudi. And he's going to be releasing an album the same time the show comes out, which I'm very, very excited for because I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. And also I'm excited for Beyonce's new album. Yes. Mm. She's back. And I also,
2: am...
0: <laughs> no, go on.
1: I'm excited. I oh, don't know. I I like the most recent song that came out, but it it wasn't it wasn't all that. If I'm being honest, and I think and 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 I don't want to be that like one hater. And, I, and it was a good song, but like I think that I think that because it's like Beyonce, I was expecting like something like amazing or spe- or spectacular from it.
0: Wow, did I make a mistake
1: freaking this guy in my podcast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, uh, after, after this um, I'm, prob- I'm probably I'm probably I'm going to have the Beyonce police up my ass or something
0: <laughs> to be honest like
1: when I first saw it, I was
0: like oh this is fun this is good but it was like me listening to it more and more where I was like this really was like this song like really means a lot to me because it's like you're right you won't break my soul because you know what? Yeah. Screw everything going on in the world. Screw that. I'm not gonna lose hope. Like I'm a very like like to the core of my being, I'm someone who doesn't like nihilism and I don't yeah. like people who are like, Oh well, the world is ending, so why try and change it? Why try to do something better? Why da 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 all that stuff? Like if there are yeah. certain things that you can't change in your life simply because of the position in your life, like I know that Walmart union busts their employees and it's a bad company, but my gosh, I'm broke. So that's where I get my groceries, you know what I mean? I cannot afford to go to Publix every week to get groceries. I simply cannot. I ain't got it like that, you know what I mean? But if I can, you know, contribute in some way to help, you know, indigenous voices or, like, black people, people of color, people who are, uh, like, disenfranchised and marginalized, I'm going to do it in the best way that I know how. And, like, usually it's donating to, like, organizations Mm -hmm. that do the work on the ground, Or sometimes it's, like, sharing something to your Instagram story, which, like, I know everybody does. But, like, truly in my heart of hearts, like, I don't like it when people are, like, you know that Bo Burnham song? It's like, there it is again. Like, how about you take that funny feeling and do something with it, sir? Alright, made a whole Netflix special with the song being, like, I'm so problematic. Hold me accountable. Hold yourself accountable. You're a grown man. You're grown.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of people think still to this day think that social media is activism and it's not really about you do what you do online. Yeah. It's about what you do in real life.
0: Yeah. There is so much that can be done. And, like, listen, don't come to me because I'm not an organizer. There are organizers in your own neighborhood, in your own communities who need your help, your funds, your time, your energy, all that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? So I Absolutely. did... I love the song just because, like, I feel like it just fits into, like, how I've been feeling lately. Like, things have progressively gotten worse and worse, but I simply, like, it's it's, it's hard out here. It's hard out here, but, like, I simply cannot lose hope or faith because, like, oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) I
1: agree. I mean... I mean, I think that like it didn't really hit me that much for the same reason that like Drake and Kendrick's recent projects didn't really hit me that much either, and that's because like, and like I like Drake, I like Kendrick a, a lot,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they were and they were like in my like top ten for like the the past five years. Yep. Uh, so I think that so I think that like for them and for the New beyond people, I was expecting like something like spectacular, like something that like that like really like made me feel something. And Drake's album was just pretty much like going back to like take care where he was crying about his ex like yeah. the entire song, and then Kendrick is just it's just it's, it's bad and good at the same time. It's like problematic, but also like trying to hold himself accountable. <laughs> kind of, it just kind of like didn't work, and I think like for like the Beyonce um the Beyonce song, which is honestly I my I mean you can't really compare like an album to a song, but I think it's like my favorite out of the three projects. But I think it's because like I was expecting like something like lemonade or some mm-hmm. or like something that like really like impacted me. And I don't know. I just I it just like kind of didn't do that for me. I think I'm like more so rating it on like feelings and like actual content too.
0: I think that we can all agree that like sometimes you grow out of artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kendrick truly is an amazing rapper and he has made an impact on hip-hop and like there's no denying that but i don't need somebody wearing a crown a golden crown that like is worth millions of dollars with blood dripping down on his face saying godspeed to women's rights when you have a sexual predator on your album that you yeah. are going on tour for and you said you would take your discography off of spotify if they took off r kelly's music
1: yeah. Like and, I think I think Kendrick, um, like very much so wants to be like a socially conscious rapper. I just don't think he has the either the growth or the just un- unlearning to really understand what that means. I think Kendrick
0: Lamar is a black man and like a lot of black men, they will educate themselves to a certain point, but if yeah. you ask them to do like Move an inch more. They act like you've asked them to move 5,821 feet. Like, no, I've asked you to move just another inch. Like, you can be accepting of your, you know, your trans cousin and your friends and your queer friends, but like, dead naming them in the same song is not good. Like, of course, like, some people are like, oh, you don't understand the context. It just shows that he's still growing. There's still more to learn. No, that yeah, wasn't but- necessary.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that Well, one, I agree with you. A lot of black men educate themselves about their like own oppression, but don't educate themselves about oppression that is grander than them within the black community.
2: Mhm.
1: And yeah, I mean honestly, I think I actually don't even know really where he was going with this with this with this album because like I said, it's problematic yet like progressive at the same time. Like it like it 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 actually felt like felt like someone who like wanted to learn but like did not have either the knowledge or tools or space to almost I just i don't know i honestly just don't
0: and also just because you've gotten older doesn't mean you've grown just because you've been gone for a long time doesn't mean we're supposed to like take that as like like yeah it takes time it takes effort it's like something you do constant. like this man has been this man dipped out of our lives for years and now he's popped yeah. back up, and he's basically on the same stuff. Because I remember very vividly when he performed, I believe at the Grammys, and he made a he did a performance that you know basically was a critique on you know um, overpopulation in prisons and how black people are
2: mm-hmm.
0: like unjustly imprisoned so many times, and he burned a cop car, and yet. When it, I believe it was Mike Brown who died, he says something along the lines of like, oh, well, we should act like our lives matter in order for black lives to really matter. Like, you're almost there, but you're not really there. You know?
1: Yeah, like it just feels like someone who just like either, either needs to like read different
2: Mm -hmm. books
1: or just needs to like look beyond themselves Mm -hmm. in terms of marginalization. And I and I mean and I mean I really wish he would because Kendrick is one kind of like kind of important for and just in terms of like hip hop right now and and two he's just he's a such a talented rapper is in this album I think was just difficult to listen to because it's someone who like I placed it like number one for years mm-hmm. he comes out and like one is problematic as hell and two it's like not as good as like any of his old stuff.
0: Yeah that's that's another thing like when you're an artist who's been doing this for so long people will compare the things you make to the things you used to make and that's just something you can't beat and like one thing I did to say longevity is not something a lot of people have in the music industry so I'm I'm very grateful for Beyonce because she's Mm -hmm. been doing music for so long that a lot of people who are popular now were children or not even born when she was topping the charts yeah. So, for her to release a single after not releasing a solo album since 2016, and for this single to be doing all that it's doing and still be doing well and getting radio play and all this, it's just a testament to, like, her talent and, of course, her stance in the industry and just mm-hmm. who she is as a person. And, you know, like, I'm a Beyonce fan who's, like, I love all her albums, and I'm tired of people's, like, when people rate Beyonce's albums, I'm tired of people forgetting about 4, Four mm-hmm. gave us bops. Stop acting like Four is not good. Love on Top is on Four, okay? Like, Countdown is on Four. There are so many good songs on that album, and yet people pay it
1: dust. I'm sick yeah. of it. All right? I mean, I think Four gets very bad reviews just because when people think of, like, who beyond is thinking about, they're thinking about Jay-Z, and a lot of people just do that, like Jay-Z. I look don't listen, don't I don't care about that, man.
0: Almost every single song on four is like one of my favorite beyonce songs, like End of Time, run the world, Party, one plus one, I care best thing I never had like there's just so much I love about that album, and also, yeah. even though like the new album Renaissance is like six tracks long, Beyonce makes long albums, you know what I mean. Yeah like lots of people make long albums the problem is that recently when people have been releasing albums and they've been so long it's just so that they can get that like the I don't know I don't want to say watch time but they just want people to be listening to the music for a long time and streaming it and oh, getting yeah, those no, numbers absolutely.
2: up like,
1: um, like Drake's album could have been honestly five songs shorter because every song sounded the same Drake's album was, was very much I, we
0: all know it wasn't finished and we all know he released it because Beyonce sounded the horns <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think, I think um well, one, um, going back to your point, I think that, like, Beyonce is kind of, like, the gold standard just for, like, just for black female artists mm-hmm. just uh, anywhere. Like, I don't think... I'm trying to think if there's, like, any black singer that's like that level of, like, longevity as Beyonce, and I can't really think of one off, off of the top of my head, like, in terms of just, like, hits after hits after hits.
0: I would say Rihanna is also someone who has hits but Rihanna and Beyonce make different music you know Beyonce makes like R&B dancing music that like and I think Beyonce makes Beyonce and Rihanna make R&B music but I don't mean this I don't mean this in a rude way but you know Rihanna's music is more for like the club yeah, I mean, um, yeah,
1: no, Rihanna's music is more of, like, more like club bangers, more of, like, things you go out to, like, party with your girls. It to be fair, Beyonce's music kind of is, too. Yeah. But I think that, I think that Beyonce's music is kind of play anywhere. Like you could play Beyonce just sitting down at home or you could play it, like, in the club or just, like, driving in the car, I don't think you could do the same with Rihanna. You can't play Pour It Up
0: in uh, The Hot Topic often. Yeah. You can't be
1: playing um,
0: James Joint at Ross. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I also think that, like, if if Rihanna released the album now, it would be, like, a mixture of, like, millennials who, like, revere Rihanna. I think, like, a lot of, like, Gen Zers who just, like, don't really understand, like, who she is. Because mm-hmm. cause Rihanna hasn't released, like, a new song in almost a decade at this point.
0: Rihanna isn't and, releasing
1: any more music. I mean, honestly, I do think that, like, one day she might just say... She might just, like, drop, a, drop, drop an album just out of nowhere. I think Rihanna
0: has a baby and, you know, a yeah. man she's got to keep in check and a business she has to run. It's worth a billion oh, yeah, no. dollars, so...
1: yeah, no, I don't see it happening, like, anytime soon. Yeah. Let's say, like, Fenty wants to, like, expand one day. Like, I could see it being very much so, like, a marketing thing or something. Hmm.
0: Yep. Um, yeah.
1: I think, (laughs) I don't, I definitely agree.
0: Um, would love it if Rihanna released more music. I don't think she is going to, but I, I do love, um, N95 from Kendrick's album. That's my favorite song. Like, I've been listening to that every day, and, you know,
1: <laughs> I've
2: been yeah, re-listening
0: to, to Pippa Butterfly, too. Oh, my gosh.
1: I mean, I honestly think the best album was, was Mad City for Kendra.
0: Yeah, I yeah. will die
1: on that hill. Mad City is so good. Like, Mad City has just, there's not a, there's to be fair, I don't think there's, like, a bad song on like Kendrick's album except for the recent one, but Mad City just has, like, bangers after bangers.
0: Mm-hmm. It is great to talk about, you know, people who are artists and creatives that work very hard at their talent and at their craft and are revered and known well known by fans and critics to be talented and influential, impactful artists of our generation. Mm-hmm. And we are lucky to have them in our lives. And then there are people who, cold careers, have been making movies for kids for us to laugh at and have fun, but have been hated it by critics in Absolutely Demolished, like Adam Sandler. Recently, Adam Sandler <laughs> has released a new movie on Netflix. It is called Hustle. As we know, Adam Sandler is an actor who has a $350 million deal with the streaming service Netflix. And he appears in the new movie Hustle um, as a sports drama, uh, as a uh, in the sports drama as a basketball scout. This movie also follows his Hit film Uncut Gems, which is a high stress drama that won him critical acclaim and also a lot of award show buzz around it. so as we dive into talking about Adam Sandler and him subtly making good movies, let's talk about some of the movies he has had he made in his earlier career that he is more well known for. That are less beloved by critics, but very much beloved by longtime fans of his, young children, and people who like to get high on the weekends and turn off their brains from a long day at work.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, I think that like a lot of people judge Adam Sandler movies on the same way that they judge dramas
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and stuff and stuff like that. Which like, yes, his movies as dramas as like very serious pieces of content, like does not work. But I think in terms of like comedy and like just for either young kids or adults or just wanting to like to like just like relax, absolutely they work. And that's not to say he has to put out some bad movies because pixels exist. Yes. But uh, <laughs> But but no, I think I think that like a lot of critics are just especially harder than really comedy actors. Oh yeah.
0: Like recently Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy or in a terrible movie called Thunder Force that I did not even bother to watch because why would I do that? And you know... Oh, no. no. <laughs> I love... Oh, no, 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 I love Octavia Spencer. I do. I don't know why a lot of her more recent movies have been so bad. Like, we had Hidden Gems, and then we had Shape mm-hmm. of Water, and then suddenly we have Green Book and Ma. And I'm a sudden you like, what happened? What yeah. happened? Like maybe Hollywood needs to call Yvette more often than Octavia,
1: yeah. or maybe she just needs a needs a new agent. But mm. I mean, I mean, I saw Ma a while ago. I don't remember much from from the movie, but I don't think it was a terrible movie. It I was Hollywood horrible. Was <laughs> it was I think, bad. I think that I think that Octavia Spencer kind of carried that movie. On her back. She had to! It re- really, really showed, like, what she can do as an as a, as a, as a actor. But I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. It wasn't a great one, but it was decent.
0: Why was it that every other actor in that movie, it was like their second role? Or they acted like that movie was the
1: second or first role they ever got. Because I mean, it might have been, honestly. Oh
2: my gosh.
1: Javier <laughs> like... Spencer was the only person from that movie I recognized.
0: I think one of the boys was on a Disney Channel show, but I really couldn't tell you the name.
1: Yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you the name of any recent Disney Channel actor except for Zendaya. Or,
0: or, or, or Olivia Rodrigo. She's on Disney, right? She was well, on Disney. I think
1: she. I think she was. Yeah. I, I don't know, honestly. I think she still is on there. Is she? I yes. Mean, I was more of a. I was more of a Nickelodeon kid growing up. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Cartoon Network. Mhm. Yeah. So, I think that... Alright, getting into Adam Sandler movies, I want to say Mr. Deeds is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Really? Yeah, I love Mr. Deeds because... um, I don't know, I grew up watching Adam Sandler movies as a kid because, you know, there was a time where Adam Sandler was making movies like Click, and then Bedtime Stories, and Happy Gilmore, and... He truly yeah. was, like, that one actor that you could depend on to be in, like, some silly movie. Or yeah. Like, Grown Ups? Oh, my gosh. Grown Ups is a time. And, yeah. like, also, even though his movies aren't, like, critically acclaimed, you can very much tell, like... It's very obvious that, like, he makes these movies just to have fun with his friends. Yeah. And everyone's having a good time, you know? That's the important thing about these movies.
1: Yeah. I mean... I agree, and that's why I think my favorite Adam sailing movie, except for like uncon because I love that movie so much, and we 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 could probably talk about that later. Hmm. But my favorite one has to be Big Daddy. Big Daddy, I don't. Yeah, it, I don't think I remember that movie. It was. It's actually one of like the more like older ones, but basically he plays like um he plays a dad who just found out that he has a kid and he's like looking after him and uh-huh. he it's like a bunch of like hijinks and it's just, it's hilarious
0: yeah I can I think we can agree that like a lot of Adam Sandler movies are all kind of the same you know they're all pretty goofy they're all fun obviously made to be watched by kids or enjoyed in like a family setting you know good movie night and are there sometimes uh, inappropriate jokes in the film? Yes, yes, yeah. we can say that because all these movies are made before like <laughs> twenty fourteen, before yeah, everyone realized like, that hmm maybe we should be making these certain jokes in films.
1: Oh yeah, like I re I think I tried to rewatch Billy Madison like six years ago, and I was like, oh my god, this is problematic.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I think what is a movie that I watch? Um, I guess you don't mess with the Zohan
1: yeah which like as a kid i thought that was hilarious and now yeah. looking back i'm like i should not have been laughing at any of that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i do have to say uh when i was younger i was watching this movie and i was like this definitely isn't for kids but this movie is so funny like i love it so much you know Yeah.
1: And know i mean i think that people get on adam sandler a lot because mm-hmm. between like like 2012 or like 2018 he put out some really horrendous netflix movies and his movies in general
0: oh my gosh the movie he did with jennifer aniston um what is it murder mystery what's it called i
1: i i vaguely know what you're talking about but um but yeah no it was that it was that like um that like hateful eight cop parody he put on netflix the ridiculous six oh my god oh yeah and there were like, there were like a couple of like, a couple of uh, a couple of others, and I think that, like, one of those were like horrendous movies, and I also think that like people were just tired of like the same stuff from him. Mm-hmm. So like, I think I think this was like fun when like we were all kids, but I think like a lot of Adam I, I, I Adam Sandler fans like grew up or just like, what are you doing with your life?
0: Yeah, and I think that like it's very obvious because Adam Sandler he was a comedy writer early in his career. He was also on, I think, Saturday
1: Night Live,
2: mm. right?
1: He was on Saturday Night Live. He might have been. I mean, I think, I think most people in comedy would yeah. have been on Saturday Night Live, so that, that wouldn't surprise
2: me.
0: I don't. Oh, actually, he wasn't a writer. He made his first appearance appearance as a host in twenty nineteen. That was the first. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That that that's his first appearance with like the career that he has. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, because, like, most people in comedy gravitate towards Saturday Saturday Night Live.
0: But I do have to say, I think Saturday Night Live has definitely, probably made jokes about his movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) About Adam Sandler in general.
1: Oh, absolutely they have. I I would be surprised if they didn't.
0: Yeah, but uh, overall, Adam Sandler's career has been very long. And I'm just gonna say, like, it is pretty... Well, I don't know if it's impressive, but to have starred in movie after movie, film after film, comedy after comedy, and to be obviously bringing a lot of money into the box office, despite yeah. the fact that like everybody on Roger Ebert absolutely hates your movies and like, yeah, like would yeah. rather if you never stepped on another set again. For him to have got this far is, I guess, maybe not impressive because he's a white man, but you know, yeah. it says something. I mean...
1: I mean, yeah, it says something... I, I think I'm not as impressed by that because there are a lot of, like, mediocre white actors that are just around.
2: Mm. Still,
1: so, I think I'm more impressed with, like, how his career is, like, evolving now, how he's more becoming more of, like, a drama actor. Uh-huh. Because 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 I was one of those people who, like, hated Adam Sandler, and then I saw Uncut Jeff like, oh my god, he could actually act. Yeah.
0: I don't think it was... I don't think there was ever a question that he couldn't act because obviously he's an actor.
1: He's been doing it for so long,
0: and it wasn't that like he was a bad actor. It's just that he was acting in bad movies, you know.
1: Yeah, but more so that I think that he could like act in a drama and like be like believable.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that like Uncut Gems um is like a movie that one I don't I don't think anyone really gives like a bad performance i mean i think julia fox just like plays herself but, <laughs> yeah but um but no i think like that's a it, so it's a movie that like basically looks at like human aggression and i think that adam saylor kind of like channeled a lot of that like anger he had of like just being like this like comedy actor mm-hmm. into that role because i because when i saw that i i had like more like anxiety over like him mm. having, like, a random, a random yelling match. That I did, like, a lot of horror movies coming out now.
0: Yeah. I do have to be honest. I have a confession. Mm. Um, I have not seen Uncut Gems.
1: Oh, you should.
0: <laughs> I was going to oh, watch it really. before the podcast, but, like, I never really got around to it. But I do want to see it.
1: Uh, I actually saw Hustle, too, t- mm-hmm. today. Because I was just like, you no, know let me let me just like watch his movie re- movie real quick. I actually liked it a lot less than 10 gems. Really? Yes. Um, and it, and it and it's not a bad movie, but it feels like it came out in like the like early 2000s.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong because the thing is, hustle. The movie itself drew a lot of inspiration from a Martin Scorsese film from 1980, mm-hmm. and I think the movie's called Raging Bull, and it starred uh leonardo uh, robert de niro and he played Mm -hmm. the role of la moda and the way like it drew inspiration from that movie because it's like a boxing movie it's a sports it's a sports drama as well but the way it's shot is to make viewers feel like they're in the middle of the action like they're a part of it they're witnessing something you know what i mean and in the same way that like hustle you know on netflix Hustle on Netflix is a movie about Adam Sandler. He plays a sports agent and he is looking for someone to come on to, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers. And mm-hmm. he meets, you Those know... Sixers. Yeah, the Sixers. And um, he meets Bo Cruz when he's away in Spain. And he's playing, like, a yeah. pick a pickup game in Spain, like, on a regular court with, like everyday people he's not playing in a professional gym he wasn't like specially scouted and like adam sandler's character goes out to find him and he trains him up to like you know play in the nba and you're right like me personally i'm not a huge sports fan
2: mm-hmm.
0: a lot this movie is obviously made for people who love basketball yeah like it's very clear like i recognized some people in the movie like obviously i recognize queen latifah who plays mm-hmm. his wife, who is awesome in the movie, and I love her. And I also recognize Kenny Smith, who plays Rian mm. Rich in the mm. movie, who is a sports commentator. And, you know, like, my brother, he watches sports Center all the time. So, you know, if I walk past the living room and I see him watch Center, I recognize <laughs> that that's Kenny Smith. You know what yeah. I mean? But even though the movie is really great, it does... A lot of the a lot of the the cameos in the film are very famous well-known basketball players and I do not know who any of them are cuz I don't like sports so it's like <laughs> it's a good movie it's obviously a great movie cuz like there are real basketball yeah. players in the movie who are acting and you know they're like really like they're they do it so well and like it's the movie feels like really immersive and like it's giving me a great appreciation for this sport that I've never really cared about prior to watching the film but I definitely get it that like this movie is made for sports fans. It's not really for yeah. like, it's not for everybody, you know. Yeah,
1: which I agree. I mean, some things some things I judge for are just for a certain like demographic, and that can be okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm glad you actually t- you you touched on the basketball thing because um, uncle Gems actually like featured basketball players too. Like, um, what is it Kevin Durant was like a main character in the movie? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So there's like this like weird like almost like NBA um picture deal with like Adam Sandler and Netflix. I'm curious what 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 the story is. There, I might have to look it up afterwards. Because when I was like watching this, I noticed like this is like another like basketball or like basketball adjacent movie that he's done. Isn't Indina Mandel in that movie too? I think she is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, and, yeah, and there were like a lot of like basketball players in that in that one too, and they even like go down to Philly too actually. So that
0: is cool. Yeah.
1: So yeah, there are like a lot of like parallels. I'm just like curious like what exactly the story is behind that. I think it's just because Adam Sandler likes
0: basketball. That could yeah. be it. And also, like, Adam Sandler is a very well-known celebrity. He's very recognizable to a lot of people. It's because mm. of his discography and the films that he's made and the career that he has that he has, like, so many connections. Like, Adam Sandler, if you didn't know who he was, you would think he's just some regular guy. But yeah. he's obviously a very famous, very rich actor who happens to be friends with The Weeknd. And you wouldn't associate The Weeknd, who is a well-known R&B singer, with Adam Sandler. But it makes yeah. sense that The Weeknd would know who Adam Sandler is, and that he's friends with him. And also Jim Carrey, apparently. Because yeah, Jim Carrey also... was on his newest album.
1: Yeah, Wait, wait, he was? Yeah, Jim Carrey
0: is on uh, Dawn FM. Huh, I... Haven't you listened seen also... Out of Time? I know would... uh, you, girl, but I, uh, 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 like that yeah. song?
1: I listened to it. I just don't remember Jim Carrey on it, but he's I'm, on
0: at the what? end, like the very oh. end. Like, don't you turn that dial? Oh
1: wait, that's him. That's him. Oh, I was. I didn't know that was Jim Carrey. It I thought is. It was some random guy. No, Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was so confused. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I remember listening to the song, but like I don't remember Jim Carrey on it at all. That is him. He is there. Yeah, but actually The Weeknd was in Uncut Gems, so that makes so that makes like a lot of sense. Yeah, he was in Uncut I I think I saw,
0: yeah, he was in Uncut Gems, and of course like Lakeith Stanfield was in Uncut Gems, because Lakeith Stanfield yeah. was in like seven movies in 2017 for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I guess
0: the man had bills to pay or something. He had bills to pay, bruh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's why we had to wait so long for Atlanta to come back.
1: I know. Well, to be fair, after this season of, I, I, uh, kind of, <laughs> of y'all could have, y'all could have, y'all could kept this. I don't know who called Donald Glover and Oreo in high school, but I, <laughs> I really hope that like they just apologize and we can move on with our life. I'm not
0: gonna lie. It's very obvious to me that there are a lot of like millennial like screenwriters, television writers, directors, producers, actors that are taking the things they've learned in therapy and they're putting into their work. And when it comes to things like Encanto and Turning Red, that's fine. That's okay. But we mm-hmm. gotta, we gotta, we gotta draw a line in the sand when it comes to Atlanta and Rami. Because certain my things god. y'all are putting in those
1: things. I know. That, like, random, um... Oh my gosh. What? Actually, no, so much stuff. Like, that random Liam Neeson campaign was just... Liam Neeson is in Atlanta? Oh wait, you didn't see that? Oh
0: no. Oh my god!
1: Oh no. I haven't seen the newest season.
0: I haven't seen oh. the newest season.
1: Alright, I'm not going to say much more in case you want to see it, but, like, it is honestly... It it feels like it's trying to be, like, pro black, but, like, it's just, like, becomes really anti-black.
0: Here's the thing about Donald Glover and his brother. Okay, and I've said this before on the podcast, I'm going to say it again. They love to do this thing where they're like, we make the R remake and we're not going to explain it. We're not going to read your think pieces. We make the R remake and that's it. Just deal with it, you know. Draw whatever yeah. conclusion you want to. And that's the problem with his art and also This Is America. Donald Glover will take buzzwords and make like... You ever seen those like those like things in teachers' classrooms where they put uh. a bunch of words and like one is highlighted like motivation... Love, mm. peace, and one word is bigger than the other, and the other words are smaller and smaller. You mm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Donald Lover searches through Twitter, Black Twitter, and BuzzFeed, and he takes all the keywords that are repeated and taken through that, and he makes that picture, and he puts it on a whiteboard, and he goes to his writers, he's like, okay, make a scene out of that word, make a scene out of this, make a scene out of that, make a scene about Drake. Make a scene out of baby mamas. Make a scene about eating coochie. Make a scene out of interracial love. Blah, 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 blah. All this stuff. And, like, you can very clearly see it with, like, Chet Hanks being in Atlanta. Because I saw a clip of it on Twitter. And I was like, okay, y'all already let me know that I don't need to watch this new season. Is that you will take something that people are critiquing and, like, honestly giving, like, solid and thought through critiques on, like, why a white man speaking Patois is dumb. And you'll put it in your show for jokes and laughs, but you won't give nuance, you won't give context, you won't give any kind of discourse, you just let people talk, talk, talk about the show, and you don't take any side. You leave it too broad, too wide open, and you just let it happen, you know? Same thing, my biggest problem with This Is America was the scene where it was the choir of all black people and then Donald Glover just takes an AK-47 and then unalives them. And people are saying, oh, this is a, um, this is a critique on what happened in Charleston with the white boy that went to the Bible study, and he unalived nine people. And I'm like, sure, you can say that, but Donald Glover is a black man. Those are black choir members. <coughs> and then people start picking apart things in the music video that weren't even seen and then drawing their own conclusions to it. So you're explaining his music video to us? When he could do it himself, but he doesn't want to because he's too lazy.
1: I mean, I, I so I kind of get that because there are some things that like you should just kind of show and not tell. Mm-hmm. The difference between Donald Glover, I think, in terms of like the way he writes, the way he does everything, is that he doesn't show enough, or what he does show makes it seem like he's trying to give like a very own very not great message because
2: Donald mm-hmm.
1: I don't know Donald Glover's work has like. I I I think he's honestly very similar to Kendrick.
2: Hmm. In a sense
1: of like a sense of like wanting to be like very pro black and wanting to like and wanting to like talk about talk about talk about racism but just does not have one the bandwidth to properly understand what that means and yeah. also and also not like understanding what what marginalization means like outside of being a black man. Because yeah. you could you can see that a lot with just like was just the woman he writes on Atlanta. And oh, also yeah. just like and also just women in his work in general.
2: Yeah.
0: That's very clearly like I love Zazie. I do and I do love that they had an episode where they explored like her German heritage because I believe she was born in Germany. Like she is biracial. She was born in Germany. She's half German which is like very interesting and very cool. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's clear that Donald Glover reads some criticism because in season one Zazie Beat's character was simply his baby mama that we saw twice and did really get to know and you see her a lot more in season two and now in season three which is great and which is awesome but it's it's clear to me that like also his writing room in season one had two black women hmm I don't know how the right group looks now, but I hope it looks a little more diverse in terms of gender aspects. You know what I, I mean? mean? I
1: really wouldn't be surprised if, if, if it wasn't, <sighs> honestly. Um, but no, I mean, I think that I think that just goes back to a lot of what we were just talking about about a lot of male, black male artists, well, cisgender black male artists. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a lot of them do? their their understanding of marginalization and just what it means to be oppressed in the black community stops at at how it how it impacts them and don't really go beyond like thinking about like how does this impact impact black women how does this impact black the black LGBTQ community or
2: mm-hmm.
1: black people with with disabilities which yeah. I guess could also could also be black men, black cisgender men too. But um, but yeah, no, I think that I think that I think that art is truth telling, and a lot of them tell that truth in their art. Yeah,
0: it's very important that like, I get it that you know there are people who have the people that they're fans of, and they will support them no matter what, and they'll like ride or die for them. You know, like when I was younger. I also loved Adam Sandler movies, and I knew these movies were, like, picture perfect, but I still loved them, and I still enjoyed them. And, you know, we all have those people that we cling to when we're young who, like, make our favorite films or make our favorite music. But I think as we get older and as, like, your artists continue to grow in their career, something has to change. Something's got to give. you got to do something different. you got to give us something else, or else people will get bored of you they'll get tired I of you agree. and there are some people who continue to make the same thing over and over again like the rock or kevin hart and people still watch them and love them and support them and that's great but sometimes you gotta try something else and i think adam Sandler really does display that with him doing uncut gems because at some at a certain point he obviously got tired of people saying that he was a bad actor or people saying that like all his movies suck because at some point he was just like you know what Screw it, I'm going to do a good movie. I'm going to do a great yeah. movie, in fact. I'm going to do an amazing movie. And then I'm going to go and then I'm going to make the worst movie you've ever seen. That's what I'm yeah. going to do. And he did that. And you know what he yeah. deserves? Like he won Independent Spirit Award for Best Male Lead for Uncut Gems," which he really did deserve, you know, And he also did that Netflix special, which I have not seen, but I should watch, because it's literally called 100 percent Fresh. <laughs> and that's hilarious. Like yeah, that is honestly Chef's kiss. We love that. So,
1: yeah. do, you, do you know the story about um, Uncut Gems and the Oscars? Tell me. Tell me the story. Um. So basically, so basically, a lot of people were vying for Uncut Gems to be nominated, and the Academy said, "This is like this is a good movie. This is a really great movie." But Adam Sandler is a comedy actor, and we can't nominate him for a drama. Which, 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 if I was him, I would have been furious about that makes no sense i mean the academy at this point doesn't make sense that's not you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah because there's there are so many there are so many projects that should be either nominated or taken more seriously and really aren't just because um either either they don't fit into the academy's typecast or they're or for whatever reason many of them are usually problematic Oh yeah, like one movie that I really liked
0: uh one year was The Last Man in San Francisco The Last Black oh. Man in San Francisco and that did not get enough buzz not enough people talked about that movie and it was really, really good
1: Yeah, I mean, I think also uh, one thing just about like really just about award nominations that a lot of them are much more about popularity than like if the movie was good or not
0: Also, a lot of... um in regards to, like, award shows that has become really annoying is that it's very clear that, like, studios are so transfixed on getting that, like, yeah. Oscar-nominated title on their little DVDs that they are willing to just make movies that are replicas or similar to, you know, award-winning Oscar movies. Like, last year there was a film on Netflix called I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which was a Charlie Kaufman film. And Charlie Kaufman is obviously a phenomenal actor. Phenomenal screenwriter, mm-hmm. phenomenal director. He also did uh, *Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind*, so you know mm-hmm. it's going to be a great movie because he also did. Oh crap! What was the movie he did? Crap. Where like um with Joan Cusack and Octavia Spencer mm-hmm. coming back again? <laughs> um, I'm trying to
1: I'm trying to remember what what it was called.
0: It had the real actor in the movie, and we they were like playing.
1: Him,
0: being John Malkovich—that was it.
1: Being John Malkovich. Um, being John I, don't, Malkovich. I, I don't think I ever saw that. Which, speaking of, speaking of an actor who should have a bigger career, John Cusack, absolutely. Oh my gosh, the Cusacks! Oh yeah, no. Um, what was it? Um, that take five. Um, where is the name? I I I am upset myself for forgetting the name of this movie. But yeah, no, he has just done so much great stuff. Yeah. John, I think of, John Cusack... High Fidelity. High Fidelity, which is just like an absolute classic. I, High Fidelity. Also, also great, gross point, gross point, point. Like John Cusack is honestly who I wanted to be, who, who I wanted to be Doctor Strange instead of Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: John Cusack is another actor that has had such a long illustrious career and has made yeah. so many movies, but like a lot of his movies aren't good. John Cusack? Yes.
1: I mean, some aren't, sure, but I think a lot, I think most of them are.
0: Yeah, I said the movies are good. Why were you surprised by that?
1: Oh, I thought you said, I thought you said they, they weren't good. No, they're great. Okay, 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 good, yeah. I'm glad glad we're all the same. Yeah, we are, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, um, another, another, another great actor. I think I think his career actually kind of like fizzled out a little bit in like the early 2000s, and now he kind of like does like a movie like every like couple of couple of years or so. Honestly, I
0: think John Kuzak probably has enough money to just be chillin' at home. Oh yeah, abs- oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. he's fine.
1: Yeah, because I know that like there are a lot of a lot of actors these a lot of like older actors these days. Kind of show up in like maybe like a movie like every three years, so like I am most of the time just chilling. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, um, like
1: like who is it? Oh, Morris Chestnut, who was mm-hmm. in like every who was, who was in like every black movie from like nineteen ninety five to like two thousand and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I haven't seen him in 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 anything in years.
0: Yeah, shout out to Morris Chestnut. We love you, gang. Morris <laughs> Chestnut, Michael E. Lee. <laughs> This man and his blue eyes terrorizing us. Literally terrorizing us. This man either plays a chef or a murderer.
1: Or a cop, honestly, because he plays a cop a lot. (laughs)
0: Like I said, murderer. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) What were we talking- we were talking about, um... We were talking about, um, Adam Sandler in the Oscars before. Yes. The Oscars really can,
0: like the th- the fact no and I'm right the thing is I'm right about studios caring too much about wanting Oscar nominated or Oscar winning title because there are several biopacks coming out this year there are two mm-hmm. coming about Mike Tyson there are three coming out about Josephine Baker there's the Elvis one y'all got this boy who came fresh off the Disney channel talking in that deep <laughs> rusty smoky accent like he's still on the set with that ten pound wig on and like I truly the wave of biopics that are gonna come out I I don't wanna see it. I don't yeah, want I'll,
1: it. And I mean just I understand that to a um degree because like winning in, winning in, winning an Oscar is absolutely a um it's a boost for like for the for the studios. It's a boost for the actors, absolutely.
2: There
0: are very few actors that have been nominated or have won an Oscar Whose careers did not automatically catapult?
1: Yeah, like um, I think I think like the only actor who had like a serious like really big career off the top of my head. I'm sure there are there are there are others, without yeah. winning and without winning an Oscar was Leonardo DiCaprio. He was like nominated like every year, but didn't win until Reven until Revenant, yeah, which was like absolutely made just so he could win it win an Oscar.
0: Yeah, and There are very few examples where, like, someone was nominated for an Oscar and, like... Like, I think Anna Kendrick, she was nominated for an Oscar because she was in a movie with, um... With George Clooney. I forget what the movie was about. It was about a plane, I think Mm. it was. But she was in that movie and she was nominated for an Oscar. And it didn't really, like, do anything different for her career, apparently. I think Pitch Perfect was the thing that really, like, solidified her career. Which I find interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think so. I mean, I think that I think that for I think that it depends on how big the actor is. Like, it, like if you're like just starting out and then you like win or like get nominated for an for an Oscar, then like that's gonna like exponentially boost your career. Versus if you're like already big, I I don't think like Oscar nominated really like means anything unless you win. I do have to say
0: one actress who has definitely been getting a lot of love is Ariana DeBose. And I truly love her. Like, she getting a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, and an Academy Award, and then hosting the Tonys? Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she deserves. I agree. Absolutely. So, yes. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say in regards to Adam Sandler,
1: Adam Sandler movies? Um, Only... Only thing, only, 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 other thing that I will say is that on hustle again, I like, I like the movie. I just think that, I just think that, um, I just think that like with this, if this is honestly probably a bad thing for me when it comes to how I how I consume content. Because because when I see something really good, I see something like that as good but so good,
2: mm-hmm. I, it,
1: in my head it kind of like translates out to like a bad thing. It was like it, it really it really it really it really isn't but like when I compare like Hustle like Uncut Gems I I think I think when you compare them Hustle is it, is a bad movie and Hustle's a good movie but I think like compared to Uncut Gems it's a bad movie for the simple for, in the same way that like I think that like I think that like um what is it what were we talking about For like Beyonce's like new song is good but when I compare it to like some of her like old stuff I don't like it as much
0: I see what you're saying um, I do have to still watch uh, Uncut Gems, but I will say that um, Hustle, great movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm definitely going to recommend it to my brother to watch it because, I mean, it was really good. And, you know, Queen Latifah's in it. And we love her. We stand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, uh, I don't know if there's anything else I really want to say. I'm very glad that uh, Adam sandler is getting into you know um actually doing like good movies and, yeah you know. i like that he's doing films that are good but he's also doing films that are good and films that he obviously wants to do and that he enjoys doing and he, he likes doing like he's not just taking on roles that are like seen as serious to try and like prove something he's just showing that like he can. he's doing the movies he wants to do so he can do a movie that is terrible and still have fun with it and not care what people think because he got paid and do movies yeah. that are really good and enjoy it and be proud of the movies he made, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely see that.
0: Yeah. And I do kind of wish The Hustle got, like, a little more press because yeah. it was a good movie. With, like, the amount of cameos that were in the film, there should be more people talking about the movie. Like it yeah. kinda was a sleeper hit, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that my main gripe with the movie was the fact that like it was kind of predictable. Like you knew that like 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 you kind of knew what was gonna happen in it. I didn't find it predictable. Right. I guess really? Yeah. I mean, I, don't know. I mean I mean I think it had like the typical formula of like a guy down on his luck that he sees the like other random guy who's also down on his luck and then like and then they come together. And then there's and then there's a random a random conflict and there's another random conflict and then like at like the last minute like something works out and then like it all comes together. Ah.
2: Uh, like it,
1: yeah. Like it, it had that like very like early two thousands formula of like of story of storytelling. So like I, I kind of saw a lot of things coming from it.
2: Okay,
0: I think that.
1: Hmm, I think that the way that the story
0: was done was really. I think the story was really well done. I really, really like... Um, Wancho? I believe that's his name. He's awesome in the film. I also mm-hmm. love uh, Anthony <laughs> Edwards. He's so funny. He is so funny in this movie. And I love that like there are real basketball players in the movie, in the film. And mm-hmm. it felt like... I was watching the movie, I was like, these actors are really good. And I looked it up, as was the cast, and I was like, oh, these are basketball players. And the thing yeah. is, it's like, they, they're they actually really good actors. Because, like, they're not playing themselves when they're acting, but they're not trying too hard to be, like, serious actors. They're just kind of, like, do, finding the happy medium and, like, playing around and, like, doing really well. And, you know, Adam Saylor is obviously having fun in this movie. And um, I want to say Anthony Edwards... Like, if he could be it just like little another movie, please, or like, I don't know something, he's hilarious, like I think he's great, I think he's hilarious, and uh, yeah, I mean, I love the movie. I think that like I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the things in the film, and I was really into it, and um, I'm definitely gonna probably rewatch it with my family because it was a lot of fun,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um... I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think, I think it's a good movie. I think it's actually a really good movie. I, I just think that, like, it being, like, a little, like, formulated, formulated kind of, um, a little bit for me.
0: I do want to say that, um, when Rex Merrick, who plays the owner, who's the owner of the 76ers in the movie, he's played by Robert Duvall, when he Mm -hmm. dies suddenly, it was his son. All right. Yeah. I feel like it's an understanding that his son did it because the way that this man's head is like twice the size of his face, and like yeah. it's very clear. Like I don't know if it's a ball cap. I don't know what it is, but him being bald, like the second I saw him on screen, I was like, oh, he's trouble.
1: Yeah, he I know. Like, is
0: trouble.
1: And I think, and I think like that right there is what I'm talking about. Like when you like the good guys who look like the good guy, the bad guy like looked like. The bad guys—you can like clearly see like who was on each side.
2: Mhm.
0: Yeah. But all in all, great movie. Uh, can't wait for the next one. You know, Adam. Uh, also yeah,
1: next. Ben... <laughs> and next one will probably have LeBron in it.
0: The next movie is probably gonna be uh oh gosh next one's probably not gonna be good but who cares also I don't think there was in like seven rom coms.
1: Yeah. I yeah. I mean he's he. Was, he does pretty much, like, everything in, like, comedy, whether it be, like, a, like, a kid's movie or, like, a, or, like, a, um, like, a kind of, um, raunchy, like, getting high while, the, while I watch this movie or just, like, a rom-com. But, yeah. yeah, he's a really well-versed comedy actor. Yeah, definitely. I mean,
0: a lot of people would have said this because he's out of Sailor, but he does have the range. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: He, he definitely has range.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I think that, you know we're kind of done talking about Adams the other movies, including Hustle and Uncut Gems. So mm-hmm. we can move into our last segment, which is I'll pass, which is where we talk about industry news or movies and TV shows we're gonna pass on. Uh, we were talking a lot about music in the beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. so I guess in reference to that, I'm going to say that I am passing on Chris Brown's new album. Um, oh yeah, I'm sick of this man. I'm sick of this man. I'm sick of this man. And also, for other people who are like, whenever people bring up Chris Brown, they always bring up Rihanna. I just want to say, this man terrorized, uh, was that little girl?
1: No, Carucci. and he.
0: Yeah, ha- no, he's,
1: yeah, he, that's something that people forget to say. Like, it wasn't just Rihanna. Yes! Said, like,
0: it was Karuchi, and then he hate-crimed Frank Ocean. Like, he's not a great guy. And I know, like, people can change, people can grow, da 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 This man has a rap sheet.
1: Yeah. All right. And I mean, and I mean, my point, my point of view on just like how I view celebrities is that it's, it's just like I don't know you. I don't know who you are. You could be like a nice person for the camera mm-hmm. like terrible outside of it, or you could be like a, or you could be a not great person on camera, but like in like your actual life, you're very different.
2: Yeah. That
1: stops when it comes to like actual like abuse and hate crimes.
0: Yeah, like things that could t- send you to jail. That's where we draw the line.
1: Yeah, so, I will also pass for that. Um, I'm trying to think of what something I, that was announced that- I'm oh, sorry. Actually, I know what I, what, what we're going to pass on. It's that new Batman series on, C, on CW. I am not going to watch <laughs> even that trailer for that.
0: The fact that, like, all my old friends who used to be into Supernatural have told me about it because Misha is in it. Like, guys, watch the cooking show and leave that alone. Please. Like we gotta move yeah. on. We gotta let that
1: go. We gotta let it die. Truly, and I'm just like I'm just like one. It's 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 not it's not it's not even even about like Batman. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a show it, it, it's a show that follows Batman's son and like a bunch of supervillains kids as they like, try to solve Batman's mur- murder. It's basically just re- it's basically just Riverdale Batman. I'm not I'm not watching it. I do not care, I do not care if, like, good things come out about it. I don't care if somebody ties me down and puts me at gunpoint. It's not happening.
0: When that show gets cancelled and picked up by HBO Max, then I'll watch it. But until then, I do not care.
1: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, so did, so did, so did Titans, and that did not get much better either.
0: Um, I actually love Titans, so, uh, maybe watch what you're saying. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm just saying it it could be, you know, watchable. Wow! Wow! The fact that uh, yeah.
0: the very next week I'm doing a podcast about HBO Max shows and you have said this—I
1: know. <laughs> 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 it's not a good
0: show. Oh my! Like, Don't say that. Dick Grayson is doing the best he can. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> Listen. At the end of the day, I love Black women from Affinity to Affinity, and Anna Diop. She She is. They finally got her some good wigs. And a new wardrobe. I mean, so you know I mean, it, it took like it took like three seasons. Three seasons and about. a new service. A new streaming and, service.
1: I know. And a new network to get to get a good wig hmm. for a black woman.
0: Well we got there. Eh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, Chris Brown also in music, um, a lot of people are like, you know, kinda hopping on a Jack Harlow train. I'm gonna say right now. I'm not a huge Jack Harlow fan, um. It has to do partially with like white people coming into hip hop and like yeah. you know doing the whole thing, but it's also because when fans of Jack Harlow asked him to take Tory Lanez and the baby off of his "What's Poppin" remix because of the situation surrounding Meg Thee Stallion, he said that people should you know assume that he is his character is something his character is obvious and that he's not someone who will abide or is okay or condones that kind of behavior, but he's not going to take them off the song because the song's already made and he doesn't see the point behind it. Like, Jack Harlow is just another man who's coming into this space, making music, making money, and not willing to actually, like, have a backbone in regards... And I don't need Jack Harlow to be, like, the protector and savior of black women. I will never ask a white man to do that but uh, there's just
1: yeah, def- like, i get i get what you're saying like jack like i saw like a lot of like white king uh, messaging around him just like just on twitter and, and i was just like oh, he's not going to be it, to be fair no no white man is, in the music industry is going to really position mm. or care about black women it's it's not going to happen
0: I'm gonna say his little, uh, performance with Brandy at the BT Awards was cute,
1: you know, I like that, but, um... Yeah, and I was just, like, I was just, like, when I saw that, and I saw, like, a lot of the commentary around it, I was just, like, have you all not learned anything from Justin Timberlake or...
2: Yes. Like a
1: thousand of like white artists who have come into black spaces. The and... fact
0: that Justin Timberlake went to something in the water dressed like somebody's uncle at a barbecue and said, Beat your feet start doing the hokey pokey it shows my <laughs> point perfectly. Absolutely. I mean
1: Pharrell I Why him? Pharrell Oh my gosh. Well no. I mean people I don't know. I mean, I liked First Class, but, like, that was kind of, like, kind of it for me.
0: I also want to say, um, I usually don't like- well, this is a lie. If you listen to past episodes of the podcast, I have been known to mention, like, celebrity blind items every once and again. And, -hmm. like, I used to be someone who didn't care about celebrity gossip, and now, like, TikTok has ruined my brain. Um, but I do want to say I want Megan- I want Megan Fox to break up with Machine Gun Kelly- I want her to run away from him. I want a restraining order. I want her to change her I want her to dye her hair red and move to Australia. I need her to do get away from that man because I the
1: part of that part of that cut out for me and I miss like everything up until like dye her head hair red and and get away from that man.
0: I just want Megan to break up with Machine Gun Kelly. Because oh. I saw this article from XXL magazine that apparently they were on a phone call and he put a gun to his mouth and I just want to say nope absolutely not that is not a lot of other things in that relationship before learning that news was already a huge red flag but yeah, the way that that all... is a banner the way that is the red brick road to get out of the relationship
1: yeah I mean I think I don't know, I think a lot of celebrity relationships are just really weird Oh. Well, Mostly because there's money involved. Yeah. Relationships with just rich people in general are just weird. Yeah. Because there's always that, like, power dynamic, and it's always, like... I just so much, so much into it.
0: I remember, like, I can't believe... I sometimes forget that, like... (laughs) There are days where I'm just, like, living my life, and then, like, when you really think about celebrity relationships, and the things that people find cute, in real relationships, that would not be cute. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would not be... the fact that Kanye used to dress Kim Kardashian and would send her emails of pictures and things she should wear, like, he told her to start wearing pencil skirts and he told her to start wearing certain Yeezus clothes and, like, the way... I would literally be like, you can't pick out your old clothes?
1: Girl, yeah. what's going on? He's dressing you? He's yeah, dressing I'm... you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, like, I don't know. I think that relationships that involve either... Well, really, financials are just like power, or like anything are just destined to to fail and fail badly <sighs>
0: yeah, you know just a whole lot of mess, a whole lot of trash, and a whole lot of stuff that I shouldn't be concerned myself with, but I am anyways because
1: why not, yeah, yeah I, mean, <laughs> I mean, unless it's like something like that's like actually like harmful i don't know I, I i kind of just like ignore celebrities at this point i mean you kind
0: of have to because yeah. what
1: exactly are they doing that is worth our time really nothing i mean i mean they can sing dance or like or like or like or like act and like i'll consume like their media but like y'all don't y'all don't pay my bills y'all don't mm. really i don't help the world at all well i mean, i mean some celebrities do but like they're far and few between and usually they don't help it to the point that like it'll threaten their power at all. Yeah. So it's like Y'all don't really do anything for me, so why should I care about you?
0: I'm very glad that celebrity culture is like slowly dying away and people are starting to not care about these because...
1: Oh yeah, no, I love it.
2: Mhm.
0: We just <laughs> it's it's good. This is good.
1: Really? Yeah, like, like slowly we as a society more and more just realize that celebrities are just, well, useless.
0: Yes. We don't need to be concerned with the rich and famous, because yeah, why
1: I... are you rich and or famous? Hello? Yeah. I mean, also, they're not concerned with us
2: at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, you guys, I think that we've reached the end. Um, Is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to say uh, as we begin to wrap up the podcast?
1: Um... Not really, thank you for having me on um, I don't really have, have anything to plug right now Except for a book that I am nowhere near finishing <laughs> Well, when you do uh, finish, but... we'll plug it on the pod Of course, I will send you all the info
0: Yay! Guys, thank you so much for uh, listening and or watching This week's episode of I've Been Being to Watch That uh, Thank you for the support, we really appreciate it Uh, you know, feel free to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, follow us on all the things, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, like us on Facebook, and, you know, share us with your friends. And that's it. Uh, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye! Thank you again for for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming.